0: October, Friday the 13th, 1989, Jimmy Wade Martin's body was found on a street in the small town of Bonterre, Missouri. When there are witnesses, a murder weapon, and a taped confession, how exactly does a murder become a cold case? It started at that little bar. This case has not ended by any stretch of the
1: imagination. A lot of people on that count's not going to count. Know, no, rumor has it it was. Big bra, big bar fight. jail. We have been working so
2: hard on this. I can't be silent anymore. You know, like the guy that
3: got killed here last night. There was rumors going around like the next day. We started doing a lot
1: with Facebook. The question is, what happened to Jimmy Wade Martin?
0: From Blueburn Productions, this is Small Town Forgotten. I'm your host, Chris Halsey.
4: We're very confident, like I said, that we've identified the other individuals that were involved in this. Um, in the homicide.
0: We know you want names. But you must understand that we can't say the names on this podcast. Not yet. We know who they are. We know that they are listening. We know that they are looking at the Facebook posts. We know that they are worried about what is to come. When we started this podcast almost a year ago, we didn't know. It's been five long months since our last podcast episode. We're all still here, still working, still holding on. Our listeners have been encouraging. We still have, the twins especially, people approaching us, giving us their prayers, their well wishes, and asking us when the next episode will come out. Asking us what law enforcement is doing and asking that what if question. You know the one I mean. What if there is never an arrest? We were looking forward to using the title of the arrest for this episode. But instead, we have more pieces to the puzzle to update you with an arrest. It's so close. Something I wanted to ask you guys was all this time, even before Small Town Forgotten got started, um, you guys' patience has been, it, it had to be a difficult thing for you. And since Small Town Forgotten has been started, you've been so patient with us as the podcast and with the law enforcement during the reopening of the investigation. What's different now after Small Town Forgotten?
2: I feel like um, I'm being quiet, but I'm being heard. I don't think that I've ever had the feeling of this is just going to be another door shut in my face. You know, I feel like that Donnie, Donnie cares. I feel like he wants this. You know i feel like we want it so bad and i feel like he's kind of up there with us as far as just wanting it and sean's famous words you know you are not alone i don't feel alone anymore and i feel like small town forgotten proves that over and over again uh we wouldn't be where we are without you guys and we are not alone and i think too like so social media had whenever we first started this social media wasn't as big and it has just became a really powerful tool for the voiceless um i felt like we weren't being heard and nobody was held accountable for not um even listening to us and it just seems like the podcast um shed so much light and gave us a voice that we've never a platform for us to use our voice that we never had before. And it's holding certain people accountable. And like Andy said, Donnie has been exceptional. Um, everything that he has said he was going to do has been done. And without small town forgotten and the police department, I think we would still be voiceless.
0: So, no arrest yet. What if though, right? Thank you for sticking with us. When we started the podcast, I told you that I wasn't an investigator. And none of us on the Small Town Forgotten team are. Although, at times, I think the twins might consider a career change. We are sons, fathers, mothers, daughters, husbands, and wives. We are a family waiting for answers. What happened to Jimmy Wade Martin 32 years ago devastated and changed so many lives. The tight-knit Martin family tree was broken. Uncle Jim and Aunt Niecy were never the same. Aunt Niecy mourned herself to an early death. And Jimmy's sisters, Dodie, Dana, and Jeannie, they still grieve for his loss. His wife Diane has never remarried and continues to put flowers on his grave. His twin daughters not only lost their dad, but lost him in a way that haunts them to this day. We are all in this for them. And that what if question, we don't ask it. We don't consider it. When people ask what if, we say there is no what if. There is just, there will be an arrest the Missouri State Highway Patrol and the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department have been even more encouraging than the public. Considering the reopened investigation has been happening for eight months, are you all still as confident as when we originally talked that you're gonna be able to bring the perpetrators to a trial?
4: I am more confident.
3: Yes, I believe as the investigation comes to a close, uh, that myself and the other investigators that have worked this case will, will bring the investigation to, the, to a close in the very near future.
4: I would say, charges, charges aside, I mean, not not get into specifics on that end of it, but from an investigator standpoint, I know Donnie as well as I and even Matt, we're very confident, like I said, that we've identified the other individuals that were involved in this. Um, in the homicide.
0: Sean and I recently had a call with law enforcement to see what updates, if any, they could provide us on the case. That was Missouri Highway Patrol Lieutenant Donnie Crump, St. Francis County Sheriff's Department Detective Lieutenant Matt Wampler, and Missouri State Highway Patrol Corporal Andrew Woods. Lieutenant Donnie Crump, who just happens to be a childhood friend of producer-director Sean Lee Martin, has consistently been in contact with us, checking in and making sure the twins know that this case is still important to law enforcement. He has been a leader in this investigation and instrumental in its progress. They appreciate that we are being patient and have been reassuring us that the stretch of time only means that they are being diligent and thorough.
1: You know, there have been... A lot of people that have come forward that didn't come forward 32 years ago that have identified themselves as uh, witnesses and w- for whatever reason, they didn't come forward then, but now they have, have come forward.
0: In order to not jeopardize a trial, they're not allowed to share any of their findings. They speak in vague generalizations and it can be frustrating, but what keeps us going is the impression we get that the time that has passed is not because they can't find anything, but because they have found so much and spoken to so many people, and that is what is taking so long. I know there's more, though. More people out there who know something. Or people that are talking, but know more than they are saying. I asked Lieutenant Crump what he would say to people who are afraid to talk. What yeah. would you say to people who know something but are afraid to talk?
1: Uh, I think they, they need to come forward. Um, you know, there are, we still believe there are plenty of people out there that uh, that know things that are either um, afraid to come forward because, they you know, they think they're going to be in trouble or they're afraid to come forward because uh, of just fear for their family or themselves. And, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, we're looking to – to to bring to justice who the murderers were of Jimmy Martin. And, uh, you know, if you're just someone that has information, bring it forward. Um, if you're a fear for your family or for yourself, Missouri now has a uh, a witness protection program of sorts where there are resources and money out there for uh, protection. That's something that we've never had before that, uh, is available for victims or witnesses of violent crime that need to be uh, protected from their assailants.
0: They can't tell us who they have interviewed and who they haven't. They can't tell us what they've learned and what leads they're following up on. And they can't even give us an on-the-record, no-comment when they scanned the yard and searched a property in Bonterre for evidence back in May. If you don't live in the area... You may have missed the Daily Journal article about how the Missouri Department of Natural Resources Special Unit at the direction of the Missouri State Highway Patrol and the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department used ground-penetrating radar to look for evidence in the yard of a house on C Street in Bonterre. What is ground-penetrating radar? It's a forensic device that has a remote sensing capability to find object anomalies in the ground. Simply put, they're using new technology to find buried evidence. We had to produce an episode, if only to address this news. I'm sure, like those who have reached out when we posted the Daily Journal article on Facebook, that you have questions. We were aware when it was happening, but were discouraged from filming. The murder happened on Mound Street and Division. Why would they be looking for evidence in the yard of a house on C Street? Who lived there? What were they looking for? What did they find? The quote from the prosecuting attorney's office only says, We are hopeful that the technologies available today that were not developed in 1989 will assist in finding a resolution to this case. Detective Lieutenant Matt Wampler told us that as well.
3: I think we could say just in general that uh, there's new technologies available to us that but not available in 1989, and uh, the team of detectives that are currently working on this investigation are, are going to use every one of them to their advantage to bring this case to a close.
0: C Street runs perpendicular to Division Street and is just one block away from the crime scene. In fact, you can literally see this house from the sidewalk where Jimmy Wade was murdered. We don't know what they found, or if they found anything at all. We can guess at what they were looking for. Was it the murder weapon? If Jimmy Wade wasn't killed with the landscaping timber, was he killed with a bat? And if so, I can't imagine that anyone would bury a bat when they can easily hide it. Or just planting the bat on someone else's property altogether. At the time, there was a neighbor who had a bunch of abandoned buses and vehicles, and other junk in his yard. You could hide a bat on that property, no problem. But the police weren't searching on the junk property. No, we don't think it was the murder weapon. We think they're looking for something else that connects to Jimmy Wade's murder. And looking for it buried in this yard on C Street. Or looking for it hidden in the house. These people hit a human being with a blunt object, repeatedly. There must have been a lot of blood all over their clothes. Blood splatter, right? Jimmy's wife even told us that there was so much blood at the scene that she had to ask the Bonterre Fire Department to wash it off the sidewalk the next day.
2: I said, Dad, take me to where Jim was killed. I wanna see it. I couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. Right there on Mound street, on the corner blood everywhere and I was like so I called the um, city of Bonterre so he died on a Friday night so it was a Saturday morning when I seen that and I was like what did he go through? Oh my god I mean I couldn't believe it so I asked him if they could kindly get the uh, fire department to come squirt all that off and, and they 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 did and I was like what happened that night you know why i felt that i think i know who done it and i got away with it you know
3: and nothing was ever done
0: so what about the clothes they were wearing when they did it they must have been covered in blood they didn't know that an arrest was going to take 32 years just like now they don't realize that dna can last for much longer That recently solved cold case that I mentioned in the last episode was 40 years old. But these people were trying to do something quick. Hide the clothes quickly. Maybe law enforcement's search of the house was different than their search of the yard. The advances in technology could find traces of old DNA. Maybe they were looking for bloodstains in the house. What do you think they were looking for? See, I know you're smart. People who are not involved in any way with our family or even the town of Bontair have made guesses based on the podcast episodes of who they think murdered Jimmy Wade. Sure, they don't know their names, but they know the players in the narrative. And some of them are right. Whose house is it? This is what I can tell you. The people who live in that house have nothing to do with Jimmy Wade's murder. The people who live there now, that is.
4: The Small Town Forgotten Podcast is brought to you by Nukes Hot Sauce. Nukes Hot Sauce, an all-natural hot sauce company based out of Portland, Oregon. Spice up your meals with any of our four hot sauce flavors, ranging from mild, medium, to ultra-hot. Nukes has got you covered. Try us out www.nukesauces.com. Use code SMALLTOWN for 10% off your order. N-E-W-K-S-SAUCES.COM. Code SMALLTOWN. This is Heartland News.
3: There was a lot of people there and someone had to see it. More than 18 years after this man's brutal death, his family members want the killer or killers brought to justice. Well, losing a loved one is hard, but it's a lot harder to deal with when you don't know why they died or who might have killed them. Jimmy Wade Martin died in Terre back in 1989 after he was hit in the head following a bar fight. Well, tonight Martin's family hopes a new look at his cold case might help solve it. CJ Cassidy spent the day with his family, joins us now live. CJ, where does this case stand right now?
5: Well, Kathy, just today, investigators spent the day talking to a suspect's family members. The sheriff tells me they have two suspects at this time. They were also considered suspects back then. But the case didn't go much further. Now Jimmy Martin's family wants
2: to know why. If I heard the word, Dad, it brought tears to my eyes. I couldn't talk about this without getting really upset until after about 10 years have passed.
5: But 18 years after Jimmy Martin's violent death, his twin daughters are doing more than just talking about it. They're demanding answers. JIMMY MARTIN'S FAMILY DOESN'T MAKE ANY EXCUSES FOR HIM. THEY SAY HE WAS A RECOVERING ALCOHOLIC WITH A TEMPER. THEY SAY THAT STILL DOESN'T JUSTIFY HIS BRUTAL DEATH. YOU KNOW, SOMEBODY OUT THERE GOT AWAY WITH KILLING SOMEBODY. ST. FRANCIS COUNTY SHERIFF DAN BOLLOCK AGREES. HE'S EVEN HEARD RUMORS OF tainted EVIDENCE. AND THAT'S WHY HE'S ASSIGNED A DETECTIVE TO THE CASE.
3: MAYBE PUTTING SOME CLOSURE TO THE CASE, EVEN IF WE DO NOT uh, COME UP WITH uh, SOMETHING WE CAN CONVICT SOMEONE ON, BUT uh, PUTTING AN END TO THE CASE AND CLOSING IT OUT.
5: IN THE MEANTIME, JIMMY MARTIN'S FAMILY KEEPS HIS MEMORY ALIVE BY VISITING HIS GRAVESITE AND
2: REMINDING THEMSELVES OF THE MAN THEY LOVED AND LOST. WHAT what WOULD HE WANT? AND I, I DON'T THINK ANYTHING WOULD MAKE HIM MORE PROUD THAN TO SEE HIS TWO DAUGHTERS HELP IN THE INVESTIGATION.
5: This October marks 19 years since Jimmy Martin's death. If you have any information you think might help, please call the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department and we'll keep you posted on what happens next. Live local late-breaking, C.J. Cassidy, Hotland News.
0: This KFVS 12 newscast by reporter C.J. Cassidy was from 2007 when Jimmy Wade Martin's case was reported to have been reopened. What struck me was that they definitively referred to there being two suspects in the case. How can they know that? We've been careful to say person or persons throughout this podcast, but I'll be frank with you now. We do think that two people are involved and maybe they feel responsible for each other or not. Maybe one of them feels guilt, feels remorse, but feels beholden to the other. Or intimidated by the other we know that threats have been made to witnesses why not threats to their co-murderer or maybe one of them has been hiding behind the other maybe the one who encouraged whispered to the one who did it that they better not talk or maybe one has talked and the other doesn't know it maybe he talked a lot Maybe they aren't as loyal to one another as they think they are. We know that they are both scared.
2: I think that they were cowardly back then. They're a coward now. There's so many people that know. This man is a coward. He is no one to be scared of. Why? Everybody asks Andrea and I, are we scared? No, we're not scared of a coward. You're, what kind of example are you setting for your children, for your grandchildren, whenever they all know that you're a murderer? And how do you lay your head in bed at night and not think of what you have done to not only me, my sister, our kids, my grandparents, my dad's sisters, my mother, who was 29 years old and left to raise two twins?
0: And this happened happened 30-something years ago. And these people were 30-plus years old at the time. These are old men now. These aren't people to be scared of. Right. The people that are involved, they're old. The twins are coming for you. Small Town Forgotten is coming for you. The law is coming for you. And everybody knows that it was you. We're watching you. We see you on Facebook every time you like something every time you comment, every time you send a message to one of your friends, we know it's happening. So,
2: And don't you think for one one second that we don't know what happened to our dad. You may not be telling people, but the autopsy said it all.
0: You killed a man in the dark. You hit him from behind and he didn't even have a chance to defend himself. You hit him so hard while he was unconscious, lying on the ground, that you shattered his skull. You are cowards.
1: And I would say he was hit in the back of the head first. Uh, Probably was not unconscious. And then they hit him three more times from the front, probably while he was down. I see no signs that he tried to protect himself at all. You know, if, if you got your hands up to avoid the blow, you'd have all sorts of, injuries to the arms or hands saw none of that so So my impression was that he was unconscious when the last three blows were struck
0: so the absence of any defense wounds basically says that he wasn't trying to protect himself which makes no sense if he was conscious right if i could talk to the murderers right now i would tell them that there is no what if You won't get away with what you've done.
2: How does that feel? To know that you've done this to my whole family and you can go to my grandparents' house and act like his friend? That's the kind of person you are? Come clean. Do the right thing. And if you know, if your father did this, if your uncle did this, Stop hiding, come clean. And if you can live with yourself, God will deal with you.
0: What's up true crime podcast listener. Hope you're enjoying small town forgotten, a podcast that takes place from my hometown of Bonterre, Missouri. Whenever you need a break from the true crime genre, Come on over and see us at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that discusses TV and film, old and new. Things like Airplane or Game of Thrones. We talk about it all. Come see us at MostlySuperheroes.com and listen where you get your podcast. Enjoy the rest of the show. So if you could talk to the murderers right now, what would you say to them?
1: During the course of this investigation, we've had a lot of people come forward who are willing to tell their story for them. And uh, I think it's time for them to come forward. If I were them, I would want to tell my story and not have it be told through the, through the mouths of other people. I would want my story told uh, before before someone else tells it for them in court.
0: So, Matt, what would you say to the people that we think murdered Jimmy Martin? What What would you say to them if you could stand across from them and, ha- and have a conversation
3: I, I would again I would tell them to do what's right i tell told them to do what's right uh that it's you know it's it's been a tragedy that the twins has had to grow up with a father um, and there's somebody to take that away from them it's time that that they own up to what they've done and, and do what's right
4: it's time for them to come forward and finally, uh, you know reveal to us what's been kept secret this long, and uh, I would add to that 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 time is now. Um, we're not gonna stretch this thing out. This investigation is coming to a close, and uh, that opportunity and that window to come forward to us and and uh, and and tell what's been weighing on our conscience is is growing smaller and smaller. and uh, we're we're getting ready to come full force. At whoever
1: whoever is responsible for this, and we're gonna, I have a good feeling we're gonna close this case soon.
0: Lieutenant Donnie Crump from the Missouri Highway Patrol was right. You should come in, and tell your side of the story. You are old now, and you are scared. And I can only imagine how difficult it must be. But in order to achieve relief for your family, and redemption for yourselves. In order to atone for your crime, you need to turn yourselves in now, today. So I have a new what-if question for the people who did this, the people who murdered, who beat to death a husband, a son, a brother, and a father of twin girls. What if law enforcement is coming for you tomorrow? Small Town Forgotten is presented by Blueburn Productions, writer and executive producer Vanessa Martin, creative and executive producer Ashton Hulsey, director and executive producer Sean Lee Martin, and myself. Small Town Forgotten is produced in association with Vagrant Media Productions, Brett Wiley, Jake Delaloy, Caleb Cook, podcast distribution and digital strategy by Logan Janis with Kerrigan Ventures, original music written and performed by Todd Hulsey. For more information, please visit SmallTownForgotten.com. Please like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Special thanks to the twins, Andrea and Angela, for their perseverance. I'm your host, Chris Holsey. Thanks for listening to Small Town Forgotten.